0: Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily, commercial-free, entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, Sunil Godsey, you are the founder and CEO of intuitionology and that's on the web at intuitionology.com uh i am so excited to chat about this um because as leaders we may not realize this maybe i'll just ask you rather than assuming but you know my understanding is that you know pretty much every everybody makes thousands of micro decisions every single day and so intuitionology uh, the basis of that is to help people to not make we'll, we'll call them suboptimal <laughs> decisions, right? We don't want to make bad decisions. Um, and you know, I love this because, you know, um, you know, having spoke for the Tony Robbins organization, Tony talks about um, you know, 95% of the success or failure of a business it comes down to the psychology of its of the owner or the CEO yes. because. Those are very critical decisions. You might not think that, like whether or not you, like in sales, on the sales side of things, whether you phrase something one way or another, uh, you know, anybody that's tested marketing copy, you know that those are all like, why did you say this word and not that word? Those are all part of these micro decisions that we talk about. But then again, there are bigger decisions that we make. So Neil, uh, talk to us about, all of the decisions that we make in a day and why it's pretty important to get those right.
1: Absolutely. So, so uh, this is now getting back down to research. And a lot of the stuff that I have is, is there's some research studies that show a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about. And so uh, the research has shown that when we're born, uh, we in the very, very early years, we make about 5,000 decisions per day. Wow. And that gets down to 32,000 decisions per day that we're thinking about now. Some of them are going to be, you know, so of the mundane the habitual ones, absolutely. But forty to fifty percent of them it, it, are a little bit more complicated. Uh, they're not habitual. They're not sort of, you know, what am I going to eat next? It, it's making really crucial decisions. Uh, and from a business context, it could be a, a decision on who you're going to hire, uh, a marketing uh, spend, uh, the salesperson is that customer wasting your time? Uh, you know, what am what what do I, what do I need to do as a leader? And these are constant decisions that you're making that you have to actually take action on. And the basis of every decision, whether it comes to, and these are people, I've had experts in AI, marketing, copy, sales, uh, leadership, all on my podcast series. And 100% of the time, they've all agreed that intuition is the start of everything. Every decision is based on intuition and how it feels at the moment. What are you reading and how are you going to react to that reaction in that split second moment? And then when you when you follow your intuition, you make the right decisions and you avoid wasting time making the bad decisions. And the other thing that people don't realize, and you can actually calculate this, especially when it comes to hiring, is that the, the, a bad decision is actually something, it's two times the cost because of something called opportunity cost. It's not just the cost of the bad decision that you made, mm-hmm. but it's also the cost of not making the right decision. And let's let's put this in in, in some kind of dollar and amount thing. If you make a bad hire, and let's say you let, let that person just go for w- minimum wage one, even one hour uh, at the minimum wage, or let's just do a month, and you figure out, or ninety days, you got that probation period, whatever the case is, you can put this on a spreadsheet not only it's is is the bad hire it's the um, the, the salary that you forgo for, for went uh, i suppose it's not only the time and money effort involved in the hr person and the other people involved in hiring that person that's now gone down the tank as a sunk cost uh, and the productivity all that gets figured into the dollar and cents then what if you hired the right person and did the right productivity uh, right and so it's a double whammy from a financial perspective and that's all based on the intuition right so you can take something tangible and you can actually market to something tangible like a dollar and cents productivity happiness culture whatever index you want all comes back to this thing called intuition that is intangible
0: yeah you know you you mentioned something about um you know making a wrong hire for example yeah. you know another thing i see on that and 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 I've experienced this a lot. And I'm sure you have a lot to say on this. I, I know something's wrong. And I'm like, "Mm," like, and and like this, this recently just happened with someone, someone said, well, I'm going to go ahead and communicate to this person about X. And I was like, man, I really should be the one to do that. And instead, because I was too busy, I, you know, I, I said, okay, knowing in my gut, I was like, you know, but I didn't, I didn't pay it a whole lot of mind. But just my suspicion was that I probably should handle that communication. Well, I delegated it instead, and I knew that that was the wrong. Tr- it ended up being, I didn't like the outcome. The outcome, you know, it didn't <laughs> it wasn't a bad bad thing, but it was like, you know, I, I really should have been the one. I should have followed my gut on that. Right. What's
1: going on there? and what I just explained? Absolutely. So one of the, the what what you've done is now. When I looked at the research, and I and I've interviewed over a thousand people, spent over ten thousand hours on academic research reviewing it, you're talking about uh, whenever you make a decision, there's four types of intuition that all act in a split second to help you. So let's just take that particular decision that you have. The first one is called, and the biggest one here is relational intuition. Relational intuition is when you know that that other person, how that other person, why was it that you needed to speak to that that other person because you know you knew what those that other person's values were who they're willing to uh, to yeah. believe, everything about that person you knew. And so that's the relational intuition piece. Uh, the second of the four is called situational intuition. You know, if you talked to that person, the situation in general would be much better. So you can go into a situation, that person goes away feeling great. You walk into a room, you know what kind of room you're going to put it in so that the room is going to be open and communicative. It's like if you're going down a, 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 an alley and you know, something's off. That's something called situational intuition. The third of the four is going to be experiential intuition. So you're going back, how many times have you given advice? What type of advice was it? Uh, advice to this type of person? Uh, how do you actually say the advice? All that stuff is based on your past learning experiences, good and bad, that also figures into that decision. And the last is called the creative decision, creative intuition. That's the decisions that you make. That's the one you ignore it. You ignored creative intuition because creative intuition is the saying, okay, I've got relational experience and, and situational intuition down pat. And I'm telling you, you're the one that needs to uh, do that. That's the decision you need to make. You ignored the fourth one and it turned out to be a bad decision
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right?
1: And and the outcome. And so when those four things come together, they speak to you through the intuitive signals. There's positive signals and negative signals. What you just experienced was a negative signal because you went against your intuition and you knew. And that feeling you get, and that's important to know, what was that feeling? Uh, and how do you characterize that feeling? Was it a gut feeling? Was it the hairs in the back of your neck? Uh, and was it what was the initial feeling? It could have been a whisper. Maybe I should. And as the time moves closer and closer to talking to that employee, Your intuitive signal is going to get louder and louder and it's going to bug you a lot more and eventually let go. You ignore your intuition and you have a suboptimal result, which you could have fixed because you ignored your intuition. So just that one decision, you have now introduced the complexity of how intuition actually works. And again, in a split second, that's your intuition working for you. And these are individual to you. So that signal is your signal, not mine. So some, so mine in that same situation could be a voice coming to me saying, Sunil, you need to talk to that employee for you. It could be a gut feeling, right? And so for me, it's, if it's my voice and let's say if I'm, if I'm taking the time to figure out what my inventory of signals are, both positive and negative, I could take a look at that voice and say, okay, that voice came to me. Maybe I should pay attention to it. But how do you know that that voice was not signal number one versus three? If it was signal number one, that's perfect. You've listened to it if it's signal number three, what's happened is you've ignored two other signals. And in some cases for some people that those two other signals could be from a business perspective, it could be, uh, you know, simply just, you know, walking into a wall, uh, or in worst cases, you could be on the way to bankruptcy from your business because you've ignored two major decisions all because you picked the wrong signal.
0: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I've heard I remember once someone here hearing this you know someone said you know you will get paid relation in relation direct relation to the size of the problems that you solve mm-hmm. and it's really your wisdom and little bit of intuition that will help you reveal you know or help you um you know lead in that moment to solve those big problems you know if you are, Um, you know, if you're working a minimum wage job, generally, generally, you're solving smaller problems or, you know, problems that aren't that complicated. And so sometimes we look at, you know, really successful CEOs and they solve huge problems and they're compensated, um, you know, appropriately based on those small, you know, how they say things, why they say things, why they choose certain things. And it's those, you know, decades of wisdom that are informing them of making those wise decisions. Any thought on that concept of, you know, kind of, you know, how compensation is tied to that and and, yeah. and and really earned because of that. And we really, you know, the 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 longer I'm in business for myself, the more I respect people that have been around a while. Um, they may not know, you know, the latest and greatest in technology or whatever, but the fundamentals, you know, of human relationships. Um, you know, I think there's a sensitivity there like. Oh, trust me. I've been down that road. <laughs> yes, Let me give it some, because I find myself doing that all the time. Like, you know, now that we have like, uh, you know, we have over 60 clients now that we manage their whole B2B sales system, you know, primarily working with consultants and kind of funneling everyone that they need. Like there's inclinations that they bring up and they say, well, what do, what do I, yeah, we should do this. And I'm like, well, let me tell you why we don't, <laughs> Let me t- let me tell you I've I've touched the electric fence way too many times on that. Right. Let me tell you the pros and cons of that. <laughs> that's so valuable in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely.
1: And and that's that's the, the where the experiential intuition comes in. So when you're you're born with intuition and as you're born, we have over 90 billion neurons that are firing at 200 times a second and what they're doing is they're collecting experiences all around you. And so as you as you age you're going to go into different companies. You're going to have start with that minimum wage job. You're going to get into supervisory managerial positions, and you're making decisions, both good and bad. And your intuition is parking all those experiences in the subconscious area of your brain. So if you look at the brain like an iceberg, 90% is below water, 10% is above water. And what it does is it combines your emotions with your rationality or logic and balances it to make the right effective decision using all those four types of intuition. Over time, your intuition is like a muscle. It's getting better and better. And that's where that sort of wisdom comes in. So as you get better with your intuition and you start getting into laggard indicators like uh, better culture, happiness, better positions, uh, and the market's going to pay you for that equivalently, um, which is is what market dynamics are. uh, As you get better and better at that, uh, and you're able to show that, then the market will pay you uh, uh, that the rate that you're given, and so that comes with using your wisdom, which is really driven by your experiential intuition. Use that coming in. So if you're if you're not very good at managing people, um, there'll be a ceiling uh, that mm-hmm. you'll come to financially. Yeah. You'll also have big turnover rates, but those are laggard indicators. Those are things that happen when you ignore your intuition. You can continue down that path, absolutely, uh, but you're not going to go anywhere. And so I had a client like that. This is a a roofing client who's been in business since 1976, $10 million a year. And I initially came in because he he, he had a number of people that he needed to fire, and he wanted me to do it. And so I came in, and it was incredible, because one of the things I did was interview everybody in the company to get a sense of the culture, and it was so caustic. And so, yes, you know, I had to let go of a couple of people. They were on their way out anyways. They didn't want to stay there. But it was actually the CEO that was the issue. Mm. And I said, if you don't fix this, you're going to remain, you're lucky you're at $10 million a year. If anything, once the competition comes in commercial roofing in your area, you're finished because the word on the street is that the people don't want to deal with you. And he's been trying to hire someone in the front end staff for a while. Some of them come even just for an hour from temp services and they leave because of him. I've had I brought in someone to help in who we did such wonders to to establish processes that took a lot of headaches off of his his, uh, his from a process operations accounting perspective, and that person after a year, uh, it was one of my favorite people I brought in. She goes that 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 consulting gig you get it actually affected me personally. I was I was so disgusted after leaving that because of the CEO. So he's never going to reach 10 million. He's going to, I mean, his business will die. But those are the laggard indicators. When you trust, don't trust your intuition in just the simple thing of treating people properly. And if you look at what intuition really is, it's really establishing that that two-way relationship. If I trust you and you trust me, I'm going to spend my money on your products and services because you're serving a need for me. Uh, that's really genuine. I believe in your marketing message. I believe in your products and services. Uh, and if I don't, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And it's becoming even more so, I think, in the in the situation that we're in. And if you don't establish that trusting relationship in your marketing message, in your sales tactics, and the way you treat your mm-hmm. own people, um, you know, then if I bounce later, and so and it, as you know, the statistics for a repeat client is six times less in terms of spend than you're going to get a new client. Um, and so you're spending six times in terms of marketing uh, to get someone and if you're trying to get me back then that's 12 times marketing cost because remember opportunity cost again it's not just wooing me back you have to get me out of another company I've already given business to so I'm very expensive to come back as a client and if I'm gonna test the waters you better have changed stuff if you're gonna get me to talk about what what you are and that's how and and the thing is, I'm not going to tell anybody and I'm going to tell others not to buy from you. And Mm. so the wave of change is like like a drop in the ocean or the butterfly effect. If you don't think do things from an intuitive perspective, treat your people right, have the messaging that really resonates with people. And this is all based on intuition because you have an emotional connection with me that's going to get me to buy your products and services. If you don't establish that, then you're bottom, you're feeding. You're getting people that may be desperate and you it, it might solve your problem for a little bit. You might feel really good from an ego perspective, but that is a really crappy way to run a business.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, something I learned, um, I took improv classes for a year and, you know, did some shows and it was really good. And this was maybe about five years ago that I did this. It was really good for me because one of the most important things that I learned to do is get out of my head and to trust Yep. And that was a real, I mean, for me, I could tell you that was one of the most valuable things. It's really interesting what happens when you begin to trust yourself and you begin to trust your intuition is, um, it, it just, everything just seems to flow so yes. much easier. Like for example, you know, maybe going into what on the outside might be a difficult conversation. Now, there's nothing wrong for kind of like thinking, maybe thinking of a few things and, you know, maybe, you know, making sure you're prepared. But, you know, I think that someone who trusts their intuition has been around for a while. Um, I don't think they're going to have a problem with over-preparing. And I think that, you know, when I have just said, you know what, it's, it's this is going to be all right. Like, I've, I've handled situations like this before. I'm going to do all right. I'll, I'm just going to be hyper-focused on, or I'm going to be very attentive to being in the moment Um, I think that's really critical. Mm -hmm. Um, Being an exceptional listener. Um, If you have that, if you can be very present for people and you have a good heart, my goodness, just
1: trust your intuition. It's going to be like, you are going to do everything. You're going to be all right. Absolutely. And and let's talk about even being in the present, because I think a lot of people talk about it, but they actually don't do it. And there's a lot of people being present, manifestation, uh, you know, there's a lot of these these, uh, terms that are thrown out there and a lot of social media posts, but a lot of people don't really think in the present. And if you look at what the research shows, when they looked at the intuition that entrepreneurs, the intuitive decisions that entrepreneurs made, uh, the research back in 2013-14 was showing that when they measured things like skin conductance and heart rate, Mm -hmm. which is is one way, it's an intuitive signal, uh, intuition, uh, they were able to measure it seven seconds before an entrepreneur actually made a decision that was research then there's more research coming out now because the research methodology is much better from the university of toronto here um where they've actually seen this as much as 23 seconds so if you look at how intuition that chain of activity works so intuition uh, starts your thoughts then it's that gives you your behaviors and then it's your actions it's a straight line. What happens is we veer from that straight line. Now we're making some really bad decisions. And in some cases, you make decisions that are so obtuse that people don't understand it. So the data may be saying seeing one thing, but you do something completely different from, a, from an, uh, a business perspective. And I'll give you a very good case study. Uh, one of my co- colleagues is John Rothschild. Uh, this is an investment banker making 3 to $4 million a year, private jets, at restaurants, uh, you know, limousines. And he gave it all up because intuition was telling him to run this tiny bankrupt little restaurant, and of course, everybody's—you know—you are nuts. Like, look at the look at the lifestyle you have. But he did. He quit, and he walked into that tiny back bankrupt restaurant. That was East Side Mario's location number one, and that ended up being over a thousand locations over twenty years, two, a two billion dollar behemoth, before he retired, all because of an intuitive decision. So that's the power of intuition that happens when you trust it in a business or an entrepreneurial context. Uh, and if you look at, uh, you know, Tim Cook, Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, uh, the Harry Potter series, um, all of these things are all to Jeff Bezos. They, they all talk about the biggest, Brent, Richard Branson, the bi- best decisions they've ever made made was with their intuition. Yeah. And I've got a quote of them on uh, on my website. So I've taken yeah. all their snippets and put it on my website for people to hear from their own mouths about how important intuition is when it comes to business.
0: Yeah, go to intuitionology.com. So it's just like it sounds, intuitionology uh and it's .com and you'll see there's I got a video here with Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, Gary V, J.K. Rowling, uh Tim Cook, Oprah, Richard Branson, uh, Sarah Blakely. And uh, so you could see exactly what uh, Sunil has been talking about. Uh, Sunil, anything else that people should look for when they go to your website?
1: Yeah, so the so the best thing is is to grab the ebook. The ebook is completely free. And that shows you kind of what intuition is. Once they grab the ebook, it takes them to a seven-day challenge. And the seven-day challenge is because the whole thing for me is okay, you have intuition. I I want to show you how you can solve a problem. Even before you do anything with me, I'm going to give you a seven-step template that's going to show you how to make every single decision the right one. And so the ebook takes them to the seven day challenge. They pick the challenge, uh, they solve whatever problem they want using their own intuitive capabilities. I actually measure their intuition in the seven day challenge. I've had 54,000 people go through that. 100% of the time, the intuitive strength has increased because I actually measure it before and after. Um, and I've got two case studies in there. One with John Harris, who's actually sold his house within that seven days. And he, every single day, it shows the decisions he's made. He went from minus 20,000 to 50,000. And the other case study is someone who was witness to a homicide. She, her boyfriend actually had killed one of their friends. Ooh. She walked into the room. He locked the doors behind her, said, you're next, knife to her back. Uh, and her intuition had, had said, keep calm. He assaulted her, choked her, asked her to uh, clean up the blood. She got an intuitive moment to open the door, run down, call 911. And she survived, obviously, um, major PTSD, depression, anxiety. She used the seven-day challenge to figure out how to minimize. She didn't didn't get rid of it. But how do you minimize that? because that was her problem. And so if and and so she was able to go back to the gym and start trusting people again, just within those seven days. So if somebody like Ashley and John can solve those types of problems, I'm sure there's a problem that you can solve in those seven days, even hmm. before you even think about doing anything else with me further down the road.
0: Sunil Godsey, founder and CEO of Intuitionology on the web at intuitionology.com. This has been great, Sunil, thank you so much. Thank you.